It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast here on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Thank you for joining me on today's show. We're going to talk about this past weekend, and I'm not so much going to focus on the results, although the Reds did drop two of the three-game series to the Diamondbacks, but I do want to talk about Michael Lorenzen, Eugenio Suarez, and maybe do a little pontificating about our friend Joey Votto. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya Podcasting app. Also on iTunes, if you use the iTunes podcasting service, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Say something funny about there in there, too. I might even read it out loud on a podcast. Also, save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And don't forget to check out LockdownReds.com. Got some great content over there from Clay Snowden, writers like him and Dave Pemberton and guys like that. Plenty of good stuff over there. Check it out, LockdownReds.com. So the weekend results weren't all that great. So far, the Reds are not really doing too much to spoil anyone's postseason hopes. They're kind of more of a springboard for them. Just look at the wonderful Cardinals as they are firmly ahead in the Central Division race. Now that the Cubs have fallen to the Brewers a couple of times, they are, I think, over four games ahead of the Cubs for the Central Division. And now the Diamondbacks are firmly within the wild card race as they're not really that close into the NL West. The The Dodgers have quite a stranglehold on that division. But all in all, there were some interesting performances, especially on Sunday. First and foremost, of course, you had the walk-off hit from Michael Lorenzen. This was really, it really capped off the week of Michael Lorenzen. And he had... You know, he had that performance where he got the win in relief, which was kind of thanks to him giving up a home run to Jay Bruce and then the Reds' bats turning around and getting the lead after that. But Lorenzen got the win, he hit a homer, and he played in the field. First player ever to do that since Babe Ruth back in 1921. Also, the very next day, he came in, he started the game in center field, which is another Babe Ruth thing because the last guy to win a game pitching and then play in the field starting the very next day was Babe Ruth. So Michael Lorenzen is pretty much Babe Ruth. We've, we've made that conclusion. And, and there were some good articles in The Athletic. Jason Stark mentioned 
these things and one other thing as well in his useless info department on Friday he was talking about that Michael Lorenzen created a record all his own as ever since uh, my favorite stat the save ever since the save statistic was invented no one had ever finished a season with three saves and three stolen bases in a year until Michael Lorenzen stole his third base just the other day. And he's done all three steals as a pinch runner, not starting, not coming in as a defensive replacement and then batting. It's he gets put into the game to pinch run for somebody and then he gets a steal. He just does exactly what you need him to do when you need him to do it. He's been a fantastic player. And and C. Trent had an article on Thursday where he talked with Michael Lorenzen. He also talked with David Bell, but mostly he talked with Jay Bruce about the potential for Michael Lorenzen to be a two-way player in the future. And In fact, Michael Lorenzen has said that his ideal situation is he is a starter in the rotation for the Reds. And in between starts, you know, for three to four days in between his starts, he plays in the outfield. Now, I don't know that that is something that the Reds would ever do. There's a lot of logistics behind that, and starting pitchers need a certain amount of rest in between each start. But it's an interesting thought and something that I think David Bell may play with. Some of the quotes that he had in the article with C. Trent, he wasn't shutting down the idea and he wasn't even vague about their thoughts on making Lorenzen a two-way player because next season you have that spot on a major league roster that is designated for a two-way type player. I fully expect Michael Lorenzen to be there. Now, how the Reds will utilize that, that still remains to be seen, as even though Lorenzen got the start in center field just the other day, there were a lot of other factors that played into it. It wasn't as if they felt he was the better option than Nick Senzel. Nick Senzel is dealing with a shoulder impingement, and he's been out for a few days. So that that kind of opened up an opportunity. Plus, they were facing a left-handed pitcher, And Brian O'Grady, who was the center fielder the day before, is a left-handed batter. So they tried to play the matchups, all that good stuff. There's a lot of reasons why he got the start. It's not something that's going to happen regularly from here on out. But it's been fun to kind of imagine what the Reds might do with Michael Lorenzen moving forward. And in the story, Jay Bruce mentioned that whenever Michael Lorenzen was coming through the Reds' farm system, In 2013, after being drafted out of Cal State Fullerton, Jay Bruce met with him at Reds Fest because even though Lorenzen kind of had a meteoric rise through the Reds farm system, it was as a pitcher. It was because of his his ability to pitch. But Lorenzen kind of personally held this belief that he was still a hitter. He was still a position player, an everyday type guy. And Jay Bruce kind of had to talk him down off that ledge. He said, look, do you want to do this two-way thing? Do you want to be a good hitter? Or do you want to make it to the major leagues as quick as possible? Because you're not going to do it that way. You're going to do it as a pitcher. And so Lorenzen took that advice to heart. And obviously, he made it as a pitcher a couple of years later. And now Jay Bruce, in the article with C. Trent, he looks back on that and he says, it's kind of funny because I I talked him out of doing this two-way thing. And he looks uniquely gifted 
to be the kind of guy that utilizes a two-way schedule in that he could play every day and be a pitcher. Maybe not play every day, but play a good number of days in the field and also be a pitcher on top of that. And a lot of that stems from the fact that Michael Lorenzen is just in crazy physical shape. Probably the best physical shape of any baseball player out there. I'm sure there's a handful of guys that fit that bill, fit that uh, type of description as a just physical specimen, but I don't know anybody that's in better shape than Michael Lorenzen on a baseball diamond. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, but that was it was the probably the the most fun part of the week for the Reds. And I'm going to talk about a Eugenio Suarez and maybe look at Joey Votto for a moment. But first, anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores you can think of, including traditional retailers. And you could possibly want or need. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free delivery credits, download the app and use promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Today's show is also brought to you by Blue Chew. If you have not already done so, head on over to the Blue Chew website for your first free Order that's b l u e chew.com and then enter promo code MLB. You get your first order for free. You just pay five dollars in shipping. Blue Chew is a chewable form that includes the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, and since it's a chewable, it works faster, which means whenever you need it, it's ready for you. Blue Chew is also good because you don't have to go. To the pharmacy, you don't have to wait in line. You don't even need the awkward in-office doctor's visit. You just go to their website, bluechew.com, enter, you know, do some kind of questionnaire, go through all that process, and then they will get you hooked up. Bluechew.com, promo code MLB for your first order free. Bluechew is the better, cheaper Faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast today. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So Michael Lorenzen had a great week. Another guy who had a pretty good week, though, is Eugenio Suarez and ended on Sunday as well with two home runs in the winning effort for the Reds. He's now up to 44 home runs. On the season, he's one off the major league leader, Pete Alonso, and Mike Trout. 
Pete Alonso and Mike Trout both have 45 home runs, and Suarez has 44. It'll be fun to watch to see if maybe he can finish the year as the major league leader in home runs. I don't know the last time I said that about a Cincinnati Red, but it could be fun to see. That's really the biggest race, though, that's happening for any Reds hitter. Most of the Reds' hitting categories really aren't up there, and for good reason. The Reds' offense has been pretty lethargic for most of the season. Suarez is the best bet for the home run race. Really, no one else is close in any other category. He is the only Red that is close to 100 RBIs, but if, even if he gets to 100 RBIs, that would still only put him in the top 20 of hitters in Major League Baseball for that title. The the most RBIs that a hitter has this season is Freddie Freeman of Atlanta with 115 RBIs right now. So Suarez would have to go on an absolute tear these final 20 games or so of the season in order to even get close to that. And it's just it's not something that he's going to get on the, you know, the top five or so of RBI hitters. I guess that's the right word. I really can't think of anything else. But, yeah, it, it, the the nice thing is, though, he's got a really good shot at getting over 100. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe he can get the 50 home runs. That would be pretty awesome. But definitely keep an eye on the home run race as Suarez is right in the middle of it. He's currently tied right now with Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger, who figure to be the top two contenders for MVP. Suarez really isn't going to garner in. I mean, he may be, he might get a few, uh, you know, some. MVP votes. I don't know that it would be first place MVP votes, maybe fourth or fifth place or something like that. It's just his OPS isn't quite up there with those guys. He currently has a 898 OPS, and a lot of that has to do with his on-base percentage being not quite where the league leaders are. Like, for instance, you know, even just looking at the National League by itself, Yelich and Bellinger obviously are right up there at the top. Yelich has an OPS of 1.101 and Bellinger's at 1.057. So that would that, that's a lot of ground. Suarez isn't going to make that up. But he's had a great year nonetheless. It's been fun to watch him work. He's ending the season as undoubtedly the Reds' best hitter going into 2020. And here's the hope, and he wins that home run race as well. We'll keep our eye on that. One other thing that I was looking at, it was something that caught my eye. Just looking at the different hitting categories, the red with the most doubles is Joey Votto. Joey Votto's quietly been raising his batting average over the last little bit. Now, it's not anywhere close to his highest of the season. At one point... He had it up to 271 back in the beginning of July, right around July 4th. He was batting 271, and that's the highest he's had it since the first week of the season. He's now up to 263 currently with a 356 on base percentage. It'd be cool to see him keep that climbing. I do have that. That's one of the couple of bets that I made with Mo Egger as to if he would hit over 300. He's not going to hit over 300, so I'm going to lose that. But it'd be nice to see him creep a little bit close and make it, you know, a, a close race 
there at the end. But I do have a thought on our friend Joey because it's getting to the point in his career where you wonder if playing him every day is the right idea. Now, there are going to be those who who immediately reject any notion of load management with Joey Votto, and they're going to say, well, he's making all that money. How can you set him on the bench for any reason at all if he's not hurt? Because I think that he's more effective if you give him a day or two off a week. Now, I'm not talking about a platoon situation where he only bats against right-handed pitchers because he's not that terrible against lefties, but more so just you know managing the amount of bats that he gets in a season, managing the amount of games that he plays. If he plays 162 games in any given season for pretty much the rest of his career, I'd be surprised. I still think we have one really good season, and maybe it's next year. I think we still have one really good season left of Joey Votto. Now, I don't think that's going to be, you know, he's going to be slugging over 600 or anything crazy like that, but I think he could bat over 300 maybe one more year the rest of his career. But I think that the Reds need to shoot for like a total of about 135 to 140 games in a season for Joey. And and they've kind of done that, but they've done that haphazardly this season. He's had a couple of short injured list stents in which, you know, whenever he gets to the point where he's ready to come back, he doesn't go on a rehab assignment because he really wasn't that hurt. It's just it was something that he tweaked, like this last instance where he tweaked his back a little a little too much. And so they put him on the ten or the fifteen day injured list, left him there and then brought him back almost when he was completely ready. This is a few days past the minimum time limit there, but it's something that I think they need to schedule more often. And I, and I take this away from football a little bit. Something that they're doing with the running back in Los Angeles, Todd Gurley, which probably most of you have heard of Todd Gurley. But the big thing with him is they had reported that he has like arthritis in his knees or something of that nature. So they're doing this whole load management thing with him. They're saying he's not going to play every single snap, but we're still going to make him effective with the amount of usage that we give him. And I think they could, the Reds could totally do that with Joey Votto without jeopardizing him too much. Now, I don't know exactly what that you know would entail, who would get those extra at-bats at first, but really when we're thinking about it defensively, first base is about the lowest – rung on the ladder as far as defensive concerns. There are a little bit of, you know, maybe range things with first base, but not that much at all. I mean, heck, you've seen guys in the past like Jim Tomey played first base. Uh, You got, you know, Ryan Howard back in the day. Guys like that, right? You're not super – scrutinizing of how athletic your first baseman is. You just want him to be a pretty decent hitter. And I feel like the Reds could easily fill that time, fill those extra 20 to 30 games a season with somebody else and give Joey a little bit more of a break so that maybe he's fresher for crucial stretches. And if they get to where we all expect them to be next year in the playoffs – 
then hopefully he'll be as close to 100% as possible if you do this kind of load management idea. Something we're going to be expanding on and talking about more in the offseason and things like that. But just the thought that I had here on this off day Monday, the Reds don't have a game today. They start their series in Seattle tomorrow. And it's kind of funny that they're starting a series in Seattle two days after the Bengals were in Seattle, and I won't go too much into detail about the Bengals game, as you need to check out Locked On Bengals for that. They're going to be way more knowledgeable about it anyway. But I can tell you, as a fan of the Bengals, I was still happy with their performance. I thought it was all right. Hopefully the Reds do even better against the Mariners, who the Mariners don't figure to be as successful this season in baseball as the Seahawks do in football. So let's see if maybe the Reds could win this series after having lost a couple. Anyway, that's going to do it for the Monday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for listening with me today. Tomorrow, we're going to preview that Mariners series. Take a look at Trevor Bauer as he is opening up the Mariners series. And we'll talk even more about those good things. It's going to be some late series, so I don't think that I'll have like a recap of Tuesday's game until we talk the next day. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you are subscribed on all the podcasting platforms. Look us up on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the LockedOnReds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.